Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton, and my purpose here is simple. I want to help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here, we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. It's great to have you here. Welcome to your first call. So here's, here's what you need to ask yourself. What are the core beliefs that someone has that would hold them back from working with someone like me? And an even bigger kind of brainstorm to do is what are the core beliefs that someone has that is holding them back from their, the dream version of themselves, right? Because all of us are in the personal transformation game, even if we sell business to business like lead gen, right? I'm gonna build you a new funnel, that's fantastic. Probably not the first funnel they've tried in the past. And so they have to believe of themselves that this is going to work for them. And so what we need to understand is firstly, what are the old beliefs we want to uninstall and the new beliefs we actually want to install in them. So like when I do marketing, oftentimes, I'm not just trying to educate people, I'm trying to share the why behind the what and the how. So the what and the how is typically what we communicate with the most when it comes to our marketing messaging. We talk about like today, I'm gonna to talk about how to create an amazing lead magnet. Here's how to create the lead magnet. What we don't talk about is why generating leads is so important in your business. Why some leads are worth more than others. Why we need to have a consistent and leveraged way to get leads on autopilot. And then you then talk about the power of a lead magnet and how to create a lead magnet in the context of having shifted beliefs from people who weren't convinced they needed one to people who now believe they need one, right? And so a key thing to think about here is you wanna break beliefs and build credibility for the beliefs you're trying to install by sharing your own story, sharing the story of others, and borrowing credibility. So for example, uh, I did a session last week on beliefs. The first quote I started with was Tony Robbins says, success is 80% psychology, 20% strategy, right? I'm borrowing his credibility. Right, rather than me trying to be like, guys, there's you know this thing called psychology and it's really important. <laughs> but I'm just going like, here is the number one performance coach in the world saying that for all the people he's ever worked with, he sees that the transformation they need to make in their life is actually 80% up here. Where in, in reverse, we think it's 80% in the strategy. Oh, they must just have the best strategy. And so you wanna think about how do I break those beliefs through stories, mine, others, and then shifting people's beliefs through uh, borrowing credibility. So I would go through your marketing and try and look at it through that leadership guide lens and try and identify, am I actively trying to shift any beliefs? If I look at the different posts, are there beliefs I'm trying to shift? And if not, what are those core beliefs I need to shift? Now, you don't need to figure it all out on day one. It's not like you're gonna come up with the magical list right now that lives with you forever. You iterate, you test, you figure it out. It gets clearer as time goes on but you wanna get clear on what those beliefs are so you can actively start to shift them. Uh, another one would be around simplicity of business model, right? There are lots of ways that you can scale that typically require a lot of manpower, or you can have such a simple model that it can be you and a VA and you can be making more money than, you know, your cousin who's a neurosurgeon. These are just examples of things that are coming to me. And so at the stage that I'm at, I don't have like a list of three beliefs that I'm coming down to. But what I do have is an awareness of the old way and the new way whenever I'm talking to prospects. I'm thinking about the bro scalers, right? The people who are stuck in the old way of doing things. And then I'm trying to shift them over to whatever this new way we call. Maybe it's flow scaling, maybe it's whatever. You know, it's the new era model that I'm trying to get people to see. And so I really understand that there's uh, 
very few things I have to get people to believe. It's not in the dozens. I wouldn't even say it's past five or six. They're just a core, few core things that I keep circling back to time and again, right? And an example would be, are you building your life around your business or your business around your life? Is your business being built by default or by design? So a great example for anyone who wants to kind of see um, what I mean is uh, there's a post I just dropped last night. So I'm promoting the seven-figure value creator training. And so the purpose of this post is to sell that, right? But it's a decent sized post. And so there's a number of belief shifts that I have here, right? So I talk about how your business is either built by default or by design and how many of us are stuck in business models that no longer fit us because we're just doing the thing the coach and the program told us to do, right? For most people, as they might read this, this might be the first time they've ever thought about the fact that they've inherited a wrong fit business model. Many people just think that they haven't applied it right. Oh, I must not have done what Russell Brunson exactly told me to do, right? I'm, I went through the Sam Ovens program and maybe I just missed a module and that's why it's not working. As opposed to realizing that maybe they have the right business model that's right for somebody else and now they need to adopt and adapt it for their own situation. That'd be an example here. Another one here would be like around how the, the labels that we use these days don't even make sense anymore. Right, like coaches these days, like coaches offer funnel builds and done for you ads and softwares and then agencies are selling courses. And so the thing that I'm trying to get people to see is that um, the, the, new, the new modern day way of, of making money on the internet is to be a value creator, right? It's no longer just about am I coach or consultant, it's being like a value dealer, right? And so then I scroll all the way down here. Another example would be like, um, it's not about right or wrong. It's about what's right for you in the season. Does that make sense? These are all beliefs I'm trying to shift. I could, because what's crazy is most people in my space make a lot of money by telling people exactly what they want to do. Or sorry, exactly what they should do. I make a lot of money by teaching people how to think. It's very different, right? People don't come to me and get the step by step by step and no, and no thinking to go with it. I can be as prescriptive as people need, but what I'm always trying to instill in people is the principles and values so they don't need me, right? It's a very counterintuitive thing. Like the less clients that need me, the more people want to work with me, right? Like the, the more I empower people to make their own decisions and not have to rely on me for every single answer, the more people actually want to be around me and work with me. It's very counterintuitive. But my point being is rather than making a codependent relationship, I'm trying to shift a belief where it's like, I don't even want you to need me. I want you to be so empowered, so in tune with your intuition, so dialed in with your values and your beliefs that you can start to lead yourself in this business process. Not being so codependent on me that you need me for every single answer in your business. So that's one post with, with a number of examples of beliefs I'm trying to shift. But can you see how there's an old way and a new way? Right, like codependence versus self-empowerment. Adopting your business coach's business model to a T versus taking the principles and finding your own version of that business model. So here's, here's what I like. When I think about building an audience, I always wanna go, uh, especially in the earlier stages, quality over quantity. So we try and automate and systemize and scale up everything way too fast. If I was starting up from scratch, let me give you the exact game plan that I would do, okay? Dan Bolton, unknown to the world, I have a skill set I wanna share, zero audience. I would be building the audience the way that we teach through Facebook adding people. But then what I'll be doing is I would be spending 30 to 60 minutes sending voice notes, 
video messages really short. Like I'm not talking about like, hey, so good to be your friend. And then freaking 90 seconds later. So we got strangers listening to us. I'm talking about three seconds, five seconds, six seconds, personalized. So within 30 seconds of looking at someone's profile, in almost every case, I can find something to talk about. Do they have a dog? Did they recently get married? Do they have awesome looking kids? Are they in a part of the world I've been to? Are they in a part of the world I wanna to go to? Do they support certain sports team? Do they have a similar interest to me? I would be looking for any sense of connection whatsoever. And here's, here's the key thing. I would actually want to connect with them. I know that sounds crazy, right? Some of us are so sales obsessed that we become ignorant to the people we're trying to connect with and ignorant to the people we're trying to sell to. The fastest way to sell more stuff is to connect with more people and to find out of those people who you connect with, who you can help. It sounds really crazy, but sometimes the most direct path is indirect. So here's, here's the really powerful reframe, okay? When I was a youth pastor for a long time, I was a youth pastor for nine years, but I remember a couple of years into it, our church was growing and it was like really cool to be a part of our church. And I remember changing my Facebook job description you know, where it says like, you know, Dan does this at whatever organization. I just put helper, right? And for me, that was like my way of just trying to stay humble in the midst of like a growing church that was gaining notoriety. But I have always thought about sales like helping, right? And so if you just zoom out for a second, what is the most helpful thing you can do when you're connecting with someone? Well, it's actually not just giving them one more internet friend. Even though that's lovely and that's nice, um, what they need is help. And so the most helpful and service oriented thing that I can do is actually move them towards the place where they have a call. See, I started getting way better at marketing and sales when I made it my mission to help people rather than just my mission to make money. Because when you have money as the forefront, what happens is now you feel salesy, right? So if money is the only thing I care about and I'm not seeing like Sarah Jane in front of my eyes, I'm seeing dollar signs. Oh my gosh, this is a $7,500 potential sale. What happens is that we then feel icky and salesy when we're trying to move it from connecting with Sarah to like, let's make a sale. Rather than looking at Sarah and going like, Sarah has a problem, and it looks like I have the solution to it. Literally the best and most loving and kindest and most service, service oriented thing I could do is move Sarah towards a place and move this conversation towards a place where we can actually discover whether or not I can help her. That's the best thing I could do for her. That's the most loving thing that I can do for her. That's the kindest thing I can do for her. When you have that mindset, you actually make way more money because you're doing the right thing and placing the priority on the right things. Like I am not ever trying to sell people but you have to equate sales with helping people. Every time someone says this to our program, I'm like, hell yeah for them. Like I'm so excited that they're getting the help that they need. And so you wanna make sure that you're not uh, friend zoning yourself, that it's not in your mind that you think a sale will actually make this relationship less. A sale will likely make the relationship more because it's going to help this person solve the problem. Like, if we just get deep for a second, as if we're not already, right? When you start to really develop empathetic traits, not sympathetic traits, empathetic traits, and you start to realize what people staying in their current state is costing them, the pain, and then you realize that in one hand you have the painkiller, that could relieve their pain, maybe not just for a moment, but for good, you start to realize that it is your moral obligation to market and to sell. It's no longer about Chad and Holly trying to make money and, and buy cool stuff and go on cool holidays. You are a person with an ambulance driving through a war zone and you're looking for the people that need your help now. 
It's your moral obligation to do something about it. And so whenever I'm connecting with anyone, I'm not just looking for sales, I'm not looking to make money, I'm not just looking for easy yeses. What I'm looking for is the people who seem to need my help the most, and my job is just to assess whether I'm the person to help them, right? And so everything I'm doing is fueled by such a sense of purpose and calling and mission. And when I do that, I then realize that staying in the friend zone is the most harmful thing I could possibly do for them because they're in pain and I've got the solution. So it's my moral obligation to move the conversation towards booking a call because it's what's best for them. It's not about me. This isn't about us booking calls and making money for ourselves. This is ultimately about our mission in life. Wishing you all well. Hope you have a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you guys are. We'll talk soon. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.